Welcome to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese, a program that can help you become liberated in the modern world. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin W. Reese. Do you feel like you're enough? Welcome to episode number 53. Today, I'm talking to John DePass. He's a health coach, a fitness trainer, and a former bodybuilder that didn't feel like he was enough when he was a young teenager. He got into the world of bodybuilding obsessively and became huge with muscles and entered competitions and basically beat his body down over the years. 20 or so years later, he realized the mistakes he was making and he had awakenings, physical awakenings, spiritual awakenings. He got into natural health and went from consuming obscene amounts of protein to doing long stretches of fasting, dropping nearly 80 pounds. In this episode, we're going to talk about raising your frequencies, fasting, emotional healing, and becoming enough. This is a fun episode. John is high energy and very passionate, and I think you're going to enjoy it. John, welcome to the Peace Pod, man. Thanks for uh, inviting me, brother. What made you want to be a bodybuilder? Like, what, What's that mind space like? I'm not saying it's not a lot of work and dedication, but you know what? I think it is more is a little bit of self-worth issue. Mm. Okay. That's what it was for me. You were overcompensating with muscles? I didn't think I was enough. I mean, you were jacked. I saw a picture. I mean, how, how big were you? How, much, how big do you think I am now? I don't know. Maybe, maybe 180 pounds? I'm only 145 pounds. Oh, okay. So just to give you some perspective, right? Like, I'm a little man. Okay. But I was 215 pounds. Wow. Holy cow. I just have a really tiny structure, and I had a whole pile of muscle on it. So when you're a really tiny, tiny person, but then you, then you put a lot of muscle on it, right? Yeah. But that was it because when I was 13, I made a decision. That's what I made a decision at 13. Like, what kind of decision do you make at 13? Yeah. You make a little bit, maybe a little bit of an immature decision. I'm not, you know, like just it was a 13 year old decision and it led my entire life. Yeah. Because I got into a, you know, I got into a fight at school and I got kind of roughed around in front of my friends, my peers, and in front of the girls. Okay, you were embarrassed. I was embarrassed. And so I said, I'm not enough, and I need to be more, and I'm going to be. And you hit the gym. I hit the gym. <laughs> you hit the gym. I started, in, I started in my home. I started at home, working out at home in my basement, started there. And then once I re- recognized that I was obsessed with this, this was like, it became an obsession. By 15, I was riding down to the gym. 
Right. At 13, I was already lifting in the basement. And by 15, I was riding to the gym every day. Wow. And but it was, it was not really because of dedication as much as it was I was broken. You were broken. Does that, right. does that end? Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. And I had so, a broken thought. I had a broken thought. How but old, I wasn't enough. How old were you when you entered your first bodybuilding competition? 19. What now? What what's that like being in front of all these people? You're pretty much naked for the most part, because you, you got to show all your muscle. You're exposed, but you got this. You got these muscles that you you. You're just you so proud of. It's just like you know. You're just an. It's just an obsession. Your physical body. It's just a. You know. It's just a real obsession. It's a young man's thing, though. Yeah. It's a, it's a hobby. No, you know, some older people do it too. It's a hobby. Yeah. It's a passion, you know. It's something you want to explore doing that. But <clears throat> it becomes to the point that it, it gets unhealthy. You know, it just goes, it, it becomes a, an obsession is what I'm saying. Is it goes beyond health is my point. Right, right. It's mentally and it becomes a, Yes, and it becomes an obsession. It becomes your personality, you know, your size. You're, 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 you're attached to that. And then when you're not in a certain condition, you're, you're low on yourself. So it becomes like a mental prison, you know? Yeah. From understanding natural health, we know that you are probably putting a hurting on your kidneys. Natural health. Now that you know about natural health, you know you're doing a beating on your kidneys. But when you're in the bodybuilding world, you think that that's what you should do to be healthy. What were you sucking down? Protein shakes? At times, I was doing a dozen eggs for breakfast and a dozen eggs for dinner and then chicken breast during the day and cans of tuna during the day. And, you know, your broccoli and your cauliflower and your, and your you know, maybe Brussels sprouts, uh, rice and bananas and protein shakes. Yeah. Every day <clears throat> for days and days and days. For, you know, on end, like for years, for years, until, until my body became full of pain. Yeah. Damn. When I hit 40, like when I hit 40, my body was full of pain because I had subjected myself to 30 years of this like obsessive, like I need to be more, I need to be bigger and I need to do that by ripping my body apart and then putting more protein in on top of the damaged Way body. Way too much protein way too much <laughs> an absurd amount of protein right and until we, you're in pain right and we even see the man who some consider the greatest bodybuilder ever arnold schwarzenegger even he's saying too much protein is is not so good now you know and that's mind-blowing like that's arnold saying it and he was he was the king right he was a massive inspiration for me, brother. I would imagine so. You know, the pumping iron movies. It just lit a fire in me, a desire to want to be like that. Like I would be joy and happiness if I was big like that. I would be attractive to women, not embarrassed like I was. I'd be attractive and, you know, masculine and, you know, but it's a separation from self. It's like, I'm not good enough. And if I do that, I'll be good enough. If I make enough money, I'll be good enough. 
if I get a certain car, I'll be good enough. If I get a certain house, I'll be good enough. If I get a certain muscle, a certain number in my bank account, a certain number of leads per day, like it always comes down to like, we're, we're thinking it's something outside of me that's going to make me happy. It's a separation from self. That's right. Sure is. Wow. That, that's a long time, John, to be just pumping that protein, pumping that iron, having that obsession. When did you have the aha moment that I need to change and get on the fruits and the veg? I had one big aha moment when I tore my pectoral muscle off my body. This muscle is gone. I, I was bench pressing 400 pounds hmm. because I needed to be bigger because I needed to lift more. Just what happens when you go to the nth degree with that thought that you're not enough. It just, this is what happens until something goes wrong. Right. Until you break something that you go, Oh, Something's not right about the way I think. Something's not right about the way that I'm conducting or living or, you know, my path. And so that was a big change from the heavy power, you know, weights to more of a functional training style. So I, I changed my exercise. That happened about 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Going from that heavy pounding on the body to like, no, you know what? I'm going to explore just lengthening out my body and moving my body and 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 stepping out of this like i need to damage myself to be better it's like this pounding mentality that's got to go so that happened first and then as i you know continued with you know why is my body in pain why is my body in pain i started exploring like other knowledge, alternative ideas because i was doing keto and i was doing the atkins and i was doing the paleo for you know, 20 years, protein focused, you know, why am I in pain if I'm exercising and eating right and taking vitamins and doing everything proper? Why at 40 am I in pain? And everyone said it was just old age. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Like I've always been fat. Like why, why, if I've been eating the right food, why, why at 40 should I be starting to feel this kind of pain in my body? It was confusing. I was frustrated. I started exploring for some other sort of information. And then I came across, you know, protein creates uric acid, gout. I started seeing that, that link. I started seeing the link, the inflammation link. I started seeing the alkalinity link. I started seeing that. And then, you know, while exploring all of that, Dr. Arnold Errett's book hmm. appeared in my life. You know, okay. the mucusless diet. Sure, and sure. Classic. And you know, I think that's that's like original vegan, original modern vegan, you know, text. It's it's fruits and vegetables. You know, it's fruits and vegetables, and it was a paradigm switch for me to from from this like I need to get something to be well to no wellness is inside of me, and I need to get what's inside of me out of me to allow my wellness to be revealed. That was a paradigm switch that happened four or five years ago. Right, right. And so you switched on, you switched over and that weight just came right off, didn't it? 40 pounds came off like almost overnight in the first 16 weeks. Yeah. But from, from going from the heavy weights to 
just moderate exercise and tr- and reducing my protein, I lost about 30, 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then by going to fruits and vegetable diet, I lost another 40 pounds. But what had to happen for all of that to happen was I had to shift some thoughts in my mind. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it was a change of mind that had to happen. Correct. Yeah. I kind of had to go through a bit of the circle of life because, you know, before 30, before 35, kind of got that young man's disease. You got a lot of testosterone in your body. You're impulsive as hell. And all you want to do is just, you know, grab chicks, you know, like that's life when you're a young man. You want to be more. You want to be bigger. You want to grow something. You want to the ambitions out of control because you've got this high testosterone level. Hmm. And then when you hit that midpoint in the life cycle, 35, 40, somewhere around there, growth hormone, testosterone starts to come down. And then it's like you're looking at the back end of your life. you got a little bit less of that impulsive sort of energy in your body and life. And you start to think, no, how do I really want the back end of this to look? Yeah. And that's where the life cycle changes. And you start going, well, you know, this is what I created with the front end of my life. You know, I got to accept it. And then I got I to gotta now take a, a look at the back end of this next 40, 50 years. How do I want that back end to look? And if I, re, re, you know, reverse engineer that and I look at that and I say, well, begin with the end in mind. Who do I want to be at the end of this? Hmm. who do I want that guy to be and, and do, do I want him to be mobile do I want him to be pain free do I want him to be happy do I want him to be fulfilled do I want him to be joy filled do I want him to be energetic you know yeah. start thinking and talking about who you want that person to be right. you got to shift your mind that's what it is it's a change of mindset more than anything else that's right so you changed your mind. You came across Arnold Eret. You switched over. Weight came off. And how about the muscle? Because you're you're you know you're still you're still ripped up now, and you barely eat. <laughs> I'm the same weight I was when I was 14, 14 years old. Before I did all of those things to my body that I needed to do to be happy, to be successful. It was what, what I am was what I needed to be all along. Right. I just had to recognize that, no, it's me. I am enough. I don't need to be more to be enough. I need to be me. Right. I need to, I need to move healthy. I need to eat healthy. I need to not eat. Because it's, everyone talks about the eating part. It's not only the eating part, it's the eating part and the not eating part. That's right. Fasting is key. It's a part of it. Mm -hmm. People only talk about the food. People don't understand that our digestive system needs a break. (laughs) It's a big part of being pristine. So what do you do for exercise now? So now, you know, I'm moving vigorously every day. Uh, um, but, but I'm not doing it in a way that I'm tearing down the body. Mm -hmm. I I only do stimulating exercise. 
You know, I want, I want to invigorate. I want to oxygenate. I want to alkalize. So it could be a walk. It could be a run. It could be a jog. It could be yoga. But, you know, my program, I call it the high vibe lifestyle. It, it's, it's a strength training program. That's the strength and lengthening program. It's a strength and lengthening program. It's not about ripping your body apart. It's about what I say, working in, not working out. We're not trying to break our body apart and then re, you know, restore it with a certain number of calories, proteins, vitamins, and minerals. No, we are just going to stimulate this body so that the, the physiology is altered. That you know, the brain neurotransmitters are up. The dopamine and serotonin is elevated. I want to elevate the adrenals. I want to stimulate the testosterone and growth hormone levels. I want to stimulate my body. I want to get my body breathing. Mm-hmm. And movement gets my body breathing. Breathing is the big engine. The, That's right. the big metabolic engine. That's right. I want to turn that metabolic engine, and I want to get that carbon dioxide acid out of my body. Mm-hmm. And that happens when I breathe. I take in oxygen. And I let out carbon dioxide and my movement stimulates that. So I want to have a movement-based program, daily movement that stimulates the breath. And then, but most importantly, is it's not just to stimulate the breath, but it's to come to the conscious awareness that that is what you're doing. Just be present with that. Mm. I remember when I was when I had the pleasure of being on your YouTube channel and, and you talked, interviewed me, you mentioned, you know, so you could just pick up two 10 pound weights and just flip them back and forth and, and you're, you're going to tone up the muscle. You don't have to live heavy. You don't need to rip this body down. That's the biggest mistake, right? We go to work all week. We're under stress. Everyone raise your hand if you got stressed in your life. You got too much stress in your life. We got too many hours at work. We got too little pay. We got too many bills. We got too many expenses. We got too many relationship issues with our partners, with our kids, with with our community, with our world. There's just stress around us. Do you think that what you need to do now is go to the gym and put your body under physical stress? Do you know this mistake? is costing everybody's success because this idea of the bodybuilder which was sold to us that they should rip their body down to build up this muscle mass on it and fill fill themselves up with muscle this illusion was was sold to us by by characters and movies right it's not real and it's not healthy right okay well, there's a difference between bodybuilding and there's a difference between health. Sport is not health. Sport is a business. Right. Business is about dollars. Dollars yeah. isn't about health. Right. Dollars is about profit. Right. And so you mentioned breathing. So we've talked about breatharianism before, and it comes up on this podcast often that, you know, it is, it is possible on a spiritual level, on a, physical level for periods of time for periods of time for periods of time you know it's it's this point imagine this the 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 general population is eating three four five times a day yeah this is what the general population thinks is health sometimes six times a day some people 
if you could go one, two, three, four, five days without food or water, you're doing something that nobody on this planet does. Whether or not you want to recognize that as breath they're in, it is. If, yeah. if this person sitting beside me has to eat five, six times a day, and I have to eat one time on the weekend, there's a difference in how we're gathering energy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm getting some energy in some other way. Mm-hmm. You can call that whatever you like. If you want to accept that as what it is, it's prana, or it's love, or it's life force, or it's God force, or it's masculine and feminine energy balance within you. It's your yin and yang pulled together. Whether you want to call that Kundalini or you want to call that Jesus Christ, call that whatever you like. But if if this person needs to eat five, six, seven times to get through their day, and I don't, and I only need to eat on the weekend or every other day or once a day, then obviously I'm getting my energy in a different way than this person is. The once the one meal a day is taking off right now. A lot of people are doing that, even, even you know, non-vegans. Like it's it's a thing now. One meal a day, we we might as well accept it. Get away from this broken idea. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Three yeah. meals of the day. That this sort of idea, it's broken and it needs to go. It's making people sick. So for me, I I've grown into the habit, if you will, of drinking thirty-two ounces of orange juice as my first meal. And it's after awesome. my it's after my workout. Awesome. So that's, you know, three four hours after I wake up, you know. But thirty two ounces of organic orange juice hits the spot. And I wish people could understand that there's no hunger involved. I just use raw juice. Yeah. I use raw juice, or sometimes you know that's how I usually start is raw juice. Sometimes it's smoothies. But I do try like that to go with the liquids. I think that's best. I mean, I did 130 days on all liquids. That, that's, that's my personal record. And I felt like I could have kept going. I felt like I could have never eaten again. That's what happens. But then you just, so you just, you just end up eating just because it's everybody else is doing it. Because, it's, because I thought I was going to. Because yeah. I said I was going to. Because my wife wants me to eat at Christmas, because my kids want me to have something, because it's the weekend, and you, and you, and you eat. And then once you eat, whatever you do, you create a new habit. Like, yeah. whatever you focus on grows. If you eat pizza daily, you'll get good at it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. whatever you practice, you'll get good at. Yeah. If you practice fasting daily, you'll get good at it. That's you right. need to practice it. So what are you doing now? You on intermittent fasting with fruit and juices? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm always on, you know. It, and and it and, so, and it doesn't say sometimes I'll go for longer fasts, and you know sometimes I'm eating once a day. But I mean I'm still fasting 23, 24 hours when I eat once a day. 20 to 24 hours of fasting is like a minimum for me daily. That's a daily routine. I I, I recognize that I'm better when. My physiology is not affected by something outside of me when I'm using my own light as my guide. 
when I can hear the subtle impulse of my inner self. And I can't hear it in the noise of meat and dairy and processed foods and coffee and alcohol and substance. Anything that divides me or takes my attention away from the pure essence of me is taking, is, 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 is a blasphemy of me, is putting out something that's not true. Right. Once I take in that fluid even, I'm under the effect of that glucose or amino acid in my body. And it's changing my serotonin. It's changing my brain neurotransmitters. It's changing my thoughts. It's changing my words. It's changing my energy. It's changing my desires. It's altering my focus. And the, and the, the, the more that I'm purely um, you know, attached to my own inner guide, and and un and uninterfered with, then I'm then I'm in a in a real flow, the natural flow. Right. If I'm not getting anything from the external, and I'm only getting it from the internal. If my digestion is is, is in rest, and my pancreas is in rest, and my liver is in rest, and my kidneys in rest, and all of my digestive organs are in rest, I am in a stillness within. That's right. A physical stillness because I'm not eating anything physical, and a mental stillness because I'm not performing any inner work. There's no digestion work going on. There's a rest within. Many yogis have mastered all this type of stuff as well. This is not new. Not new at all. <laughs> Natural health is nothing new. Nothing new at all. We're talking about something that's always been. Hilton Hotima, my favorite author oh. subject you know i mentioned liquids before i i feel best when i'm on liquids and but a lot of people that are in the juicing community they're very big on drinking their vegetables i'm big on drinking my fruit <laughs> <laughs> so you know what would you say to that because some people say ah oh, the sugar blah, 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 blah. yeah 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 you know what the sugar it, it's it's not. It's nothing wrong with the sugar. First of all, that's what I would say to that. Hmm. This is nothing wrong with the sugar. But but what I would also say to that is we gotta we we gotta get away from kind of being sharing this kind of information with each other. That's not good for you. That's not good for you. Judging, right? You know, like if someone says to you, "Oh, that's not good," or "That's not good for you," or "This not," or "That's not." no matter what you do, someone is going to say that to you. That's right. Even as perfect as you can be, someone is going to hate you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's like being a professional basketball player or something like the analysts on ESPN are always going to get you somehow. <laughs> Someone's going to criticize your three pointer or your short game or your post game or your, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> There's always going to be a critic. Look at look at LeBron. He's always getting torn down, and he's the best player in the world. So, but now, but this is the other thing: is that we're all fractals. We all have a piece of the light. We're all sharing a piece of the light, and each fractal here may need something a little bit different. Slightly, we need to eat live food. That's right. We need to get away from decomposition. Decomposition is an acidic event. Putrefication, fermentation. 
it's an it's all acidic it's a breakdown of of the human being or the the animal the being to go into the earth and be yeah. a part of the earth it has to break down it has to acidify it has to parasites have to eat it worms have to eat it those things are inside it it comes out when you die and that's the beauty of fruit and juices they just digest, digest so easy and, and they're alive and they're alive they contain the live energy high frequency foods what foods have the highest frequency do fruit, the math fruit do the math no doubt about it especially high water fruit electromagnetic energy do the math right? even now even something like a cucumber which is a fruit now that being said that being said everybody's a little different fractal and i see some people like you said some people want the vegetables 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 some people you know it's got to be you know they can't handle the sugars whether that's just in their head whether it's a broken thought that they've got in their head that the sugar is bad it could be a broken thought inside of their head or it could be an emotional thing there could be an emotional attachment to a certain density of food if i've got a shadow energy inside of me that's a low frequency energy inside of me i could have a, an emotional attachment to something of lower frequency because i have an emotional lower frequency energy emotional energy inside of my body i'm going to crave an emotionally lower frequency food until i release that emotionally lower frequency shadow from my body mm. until i let go of that thought that i can't have sugar from fruits if i have that thought in my head then that thought blocks me so it's a change of thought it's a change of emotion it's a change of mind but you can't make anybody change their mind they have to choose it so in order to to have someone to make a different choice you have to be in a relationship with someone that they would be willing to consider an alternative idea that you may be prescribing the only way that that can happen is if you have some sort of relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. So it comes down to having a relationship because then you can have an influence on someone if you have a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. But but you can't have much of an influence on them if you don't have a relationship with them. So sometimes, you know, is it right to tell someone that they should eat fruit? Well, if the person probably respects you, then maybe it's probably a good idea to 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 tell them. But if the person doesn't really respect you, they, they probably will be offended if you tell them to eat fruit. And they'll probably go the other way. Right. So, so sometimes it's right and sometimes it's wrong. It depends on the person. It depends on the circumstance. It depends on the situation. And that's why it takes a relationship and a bit of conversation to talk about somebody's goals. To get a little bit personal with the person and see what they like and see what they've done in the past and see where they're at. Like check in with them. Can you also speak on the fact that you, someone can eat fruit and do a lot of fasting and still be ripped to shreds? There's no problem with the shreddedness. Yeah. There's no problem with, as far as lean body goes, it's not about fruit. The, lean body, the leanest body what, that, that you can present is your highest frequency. Your greatest health, your greatest vibration will be your leanest body. Your highest frequency will be your leanest body. And you can always check in. Like the things that raise up your frequency 
will make you feel good. Hmm. You know, so you know, high frequency is high emotion r response, is, is love, is joy, is happiness. High frequency is, you know, things that make you feel up, feel good. Joy and happiness, thinking about the things you're most grateful for, thinking about the things that you love, thinking about the people that you love. What you focus on grows. If you think about the things that you love, the things that you love will grow. If you focus on the things that you, that you love and you come to the, the thought of those things, you imagine those things in your third eye, and then you, you get conscious with that. You breathe that. You, you feel that into your reality with your imagination. That's the feminine body. That's, that's the, you know, the, the right brain that's you know, so broken by society that it's just been promoting the, 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 the mindset that we need to learn things and knowledge is something we get from a book and from a doctor. Knowledge is something we get from outside of the self. Knowledge is something that we buy or, or, or it's something we put in the bank account. You know, we identify with space and things. That's the left brain. The right brain is the feminine, the feeling, the creativity, the imagination. You've got to think it in mind. I want to be as lean as possible. That's a thought in the masculine mind, in the left brain. But then you've got to imagine it into your reality. You've got to feel it into your reality. That's the, that's the right brain. That's the feminine. That's the creativity. That's the womb. That's imagination. Imagine it now. Like, what would you feel like if you were in your leanest body? How would you feel like put yourself there, feel that into your reality, use your imagination, like imagine it. That's the emotional lifting. That's the emotional bit of it. It's physical lifting with thoughts and words. It's physical lifting with actions, exercise and breath work. It's physical lifting with foods, high energy foods, all of these things lifting up your frequency. It's physical lifting with fasting. And it's physically lifting your, your energy with intention in the present current moment. I'm intending to move forward right now. And I'm present and sitting with that. I'm imagining it. I'm seeing it in my third eye. And I'm getting present with that. That's emotional healing. That's lifting up your frequency intentionally. That's emotional healing. That's natural healing. That's a choice. When, when did you get your spiritual fitness up? When did that start happening for you? My spiritual self had awakening at about 27. I'm now 47, turning 48 this summer. So I've been 20 years on a spiritual pilgrimage. Hmm. But it, was, it wasn't until I got into the, the whole foods the natural foods, the plant-based foods, and the fasting that I started to bring my two ends of me together. I started to recognize that I am a spiritual being. We all are. Mm -hmm. And I am a physical being. I am a spiritual being and I am a physical being. I am both. And in between my spirit and my physical self is a mind. And if my mind is not in the right place, then my spirit and my body are separate. And if I get my mind in the right place, then 
I can bring my body and my, my, and my spirit together as one. And that happens first in the mind. I've got to settle and come to peace within my mind before I can create and manifest peace in my life. I heal myself from the inside out, from within. I heal myself by alkalizing my body. And as I process and alkalize my body, as I move through that process of alkalization, I gain greater knowledge and wisdom as I can hear now the gentle promptings of my spirit, of my soul, of my higher self, of my higher frequency, of my higher vibration. Because as I practice moving towards my higher frequency, my higher vibration in my physical actions, in my nutritional actions, in my thought and word actions, in my moment-to-moment -moment present actions with my consciousness, as I move towards my higher frequency in all of these things in a daily practice, I gradually raise up my frequency. And as I do that, my low frequency bits get exposed to the light. Mm. Right on. The healing happens as you alkalize the body, the shadow is exposed to the light. That's what's going on right here on our planet right now. We've got a lot of darkness around us. As we raise the consciousness of this planet, the darkness is being exposed. That's exactly what's happening here right now. It's no different than what happens on, an, on a personal level. It's happening on an intergalactic planetary level. Our right. frequency is going up. Right. We need to recognize that each one of us has power within us. Each one of us is sovereign. Each one of us is powerful. Each one of us is infinite. And each one of us has that higher self and that higher power within us. And each one of us can reach into that power with our intention. We can choose it. We can aspire to it. We can strive toward it. We can get up in the morning and we can think about it. We can speak about it. Our intention can become our reality wherever we want to put it. A thousand words can be summed up into two words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Right? Dr. Morse was talking about it on the episode when I had him on the podcast. He was amazing. Uh, Dr. Morse, uh, a hero of mine, a man that uh, inspired me after Eric. Please share whatever you can. Yeah, he was just talking about intention and leaving the body and soul travel. And, you know, your intention can take you to a whole nother world. Your intention could take you, you know, you can go to India right now if you want. Human magic. That's right. The ability to raise up your frequency in your mind with your intention. You can choose to go higher because you have knowledge that there is within you a higher space. There is your physical. There is your mental, there is your spiritual. There's, th there's three levels. There's always three planes. There's always the physical plane. There's always the mental plane. There's always the emotional plane, the spiritual plane. It's, the, it's just the reality of life. There's three aspects. There is a part of you that's physical, and whatever sickness or illness or problem you have, there's a physical aspect to it. There's also a, a thought aspect to it, a mental aspect to it. And there's going to be a spiritual and energetic and emotional aspect to it. Whatever your injury, sickness, illness, or disease is, 
they'll all have those aspects to it. And so if you want to rise up above your weight, above your disease, above your poverty, above your broken relationship, above whatever you want to in your life, if you want to change the world, if that's your intention, you can put that in your mind, you can put that in your thoughts and in your words, and then you can begin to take the action steps to make that a reality. What's that going to take? You've got to reverse engineer it. Everyone's free to choose to create whatever they choose with their life. You, you're married with children, correct? Married with three children. How does, how does your wife handle your diet and your, your lifestyle? <laughs> my, my, wife is, my wife is fasting herself most days. She eats once a day. Okay. My, my son fasts with me on Mondays now. Okay. And, and, and does maybe about 16 to 18 hours a day, mostly as a routine during the, during the week. My daughters don't really fast at all. They're 17 and 16, and they're not really interested in what dad's doing. My, my, son's, my son's nine. And he's fascinated by his dad still. So that's really cool. Uh, my, my wife, uh, you know, I, I, I've gone through the, the, you know, come back to Jesus kind of phase where you first find spirit and, and you just try to get everyone around you to do it. Yeah. And, and, you, and you move through that. And, and then you get to the point where, you know what, like, it took me 45 years to realize that I needed to change my life, you know. So I, I can't expect anyone else around me to change their life just because I did. Right. Right. I got to be able to love myself enough to recognize that I got to embrace them where they are. Right. Meet them where they are and give them love right, right there. But I model it. I model it for whoever wants to talk about it. I speak about it. I live it. This is the way that I live. This is how I choose to live. I can speak about it with anyone that wants to discuss it. But then I, I'm not going to engage in that unless you want to go there. Right? Right. Right. So, so no go, judgment. No if judgment. Go, if you go to the family picnic, you just bring a watermelon, call it a day. Or if it's the weekend, I just have a pizza with them. I have a pizza with them on the weekend because my, I, I, tell people, I tell people this. In a reality that's built around food, in a reality that's built around socially engineered around getting together and engaging in food, it, you, you, can't, you can't separate this and be a part of this society. Right. So you're going to have to integrate it. So I say you do need to learn how to fast. So I would recommend you do it daily. I would recommend you try to eat you know, high-energy foods, live foods, raw foods, as much as you can. If you, if you need to eat processed foods or meats or, or low-frequency foods, low-frequency, more dense elements like that, do it once a day. Try to keep it the rest, juices and fruits and live fruits and vegetables. Right. Now, do that throughout the week, Monday to Friday. Try to keep it fruits and vegetables as much as you can. But on the weekend, relax. Take a break. If, right. you know, the point is not to be perfect. No one can be perfect. As long as we start striving for perfection, it becomes a problem and becomes a, it becomes a, a, an issue. I was going to say everyone has to find what works for them too because there's, everyone has their own psychological prison going on here. And it's a bit of back and forth as we come out of it. For me, 
you know, I found the flow of basically being fruitarian from Monday to Friday. And then that's how I like it. And then doing my starches on the weekend, the the rice, the beans. That's me too. That's it, man. But it's always in my heart that I would do way better on just all liquid. (laughs) It's in my heart that I would be better, definitely, just on just a just a fruitarian diet or just a fluid diet. There's no question. I mean, a good glass of orange juice is just magical. A good glass of pineapple juice is magical it tastes great you can you just you just get right into it you're getting savor it you savor it you love it it's so stimulating for your body and life you're getting all the energy you need for the next three four five hours it doesn't feel heavy the body's not digesting right right it feels wonderful right yeah however your 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 seven-year-old your nine-year-old your 14-year-old your wife, your partner, your best friend, your parents aren't going to jump on board just because you do. That's right. Because, you know, you've got to come to that space and everybody has to come to that space themselves. That's right. And we can't hate somebody for not being in that space because then we're just like everybody else. That's right. And that's one of the problems with a lot of vegan folks. With they, they, they're preaching... If you can't recognize that it's about loving, then you haven't got it. And and then you really still haven't got it yet. You've got to be accepting. That's right. It's got to be about acceptance, right? That's right. It's same with religion. Same with politics. Everyone's on their own journey, man. And everyone has a little different perspective, you know. When you're standing across the street looking over at me, you may think a little bit something different than if you're standing right over here beside me. That's right. A different perspective just from where you're standing. So, John, as we wrap this up, where can somebody come say hello to you on social media? Where can they get a hold of you? Well, get me, get me on social media, John DePass. You know, look up, look up for High End Fitness, H-I-E-N-D, High End Fitness. I'll look for my quarantine kickstart. I'm just about to launch something at the end of the month. It's a free 10-day exercise, nutrition, and mindset coaching program. You know, change your frequency. High vibe life, I'm calling it. Teaching yeah. people how to love themselves, really. Yeah. How to use the power of love to heal and change their lives naturally. Well, I can tell you do. You, you got the passion. We need to get you up on a mountain, give you a microphone. <laughs> Brother, you're inspiring me. I want it. Listen, it's been a pleasure. This is, I hope that this recording is helpful to people. You know, there's a lot of people out there who um, don't love themselves. I think that's the overall theme, even though we're talking about food, even though we're talking about bodybuilding and protein and breatharianism, but really it's, it's about loving yourself and and being satisfied, content, fulfillment. Yeah, I like the word peace. content. Like peace, Just content, peace, joy. Yeah, love. That's it, man. You know, that's a that's a vibration. That's a feeling. Right on, man. Thank you so much for joining me, John. You know, I I really think that John is an inspiration for you. Similar to me, he made changes. He lived one life and then he flipped it around. <laughs> and anybody can do that. Everybody has the ability 
to flip it around and become enough. I hope that's what this podcast has been helping you with. I want to remind you that my meditation album, my first meditation album, is now available. It's on Spotify, Apple, and other platforms. You can download it. You can stream it. If you're ready to take that jump, I have an introduction where you can learn about meditation. The black and blue meditation is something great for beginners. And then you can work up to the nobody meditation, which is a little bit more advanced. Now, this is a great segue because on this recording, John was talking about the imagination. And when someone's guiding you through a meditation, uh, they're increasing your imagination. And that's what I do in this meditation album. I increase your imagination. It's like a workout for your imagination because it's so powerful. You can use your imagination to do incredible things. But instead of imagining a fake conversation you're having or instead of imagining you being some superhero or instead of you imagining that, you know, you have the girl or the guy of your dreams, you can take that imagination and you can build yourself. And so that's what I help you do in these guided meditations. So go check that out on Spotify or Apple. I appreciate the support. It helps me keep this podcast going, you know. If you're looking for more of my work, you can go to drreese.com. That's doctor spelled out. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese. If this episode opened your heart, feel free to share on social media and tell your loved ones. Also, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, may peace be with you.